This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaring.com. Today is February 11, 2019, and as promised, we're, contriggering, we're continuing our trigger warning post-mortem. Try to say that five times fast, people. And I got Calhoun with me, and as I, and we're just going to fly through this, and we're on episode four, The Church is Sleepy, and let's go. What's up, homie? You back in me, bitch, one more time, man. With, one, with, with the greatest shit to hit Netflix says uh, you could use somebody else's accounts to watch Netflix. That's trigger woman, man. Let me ask you this before we... Maybe I'm asking you this prematurely. Do you think they can make a season two of this? Or do you think just this... Or do you think it's it's simplicity and it's short... short, And basically how it's packaged now, do you think that's the power in it, is how it's packaged right now? I think it could be both. I think it's... This is one of those things where if you do a second season of this, you got to be very careful because usually it's hard to – because the shock value, the information, all the stuff hits so hard with one, and that wears off in the second season. And we don't want, like, a second season of The Punisher or the second season of your or, of, of Big Mouth. Like, it's seen the – after that shock value and, that, and after the information – like, after that allure of the first thing, then it kind of wears on and it, it loses its value. So it could be that unicorn. It'd be like shit, and then leave you one more. It's just like the it's just like the song Jesus the Snowman. You remember that shit? Yeah. From the uh, camp in the Snowman CD. Yeah. That song is on like a minute and some change. You'd be like, damn, I need another verse. But that's the allure of it. The best part of it is it leaves you one more, and that's a lot of want here, right? And you can leave this shit here and be profound. But on the flip side, you could make a whole goddamn CD of this shit. Cause Trap or Die was a classic, and this could be a Trap or Die classic. No, just I, I just I, side note. I think the Punisher season two is very underrated, but we'll talk about that in another show. You but, like season two? I think is I think the shock value is gone, but they did have some wild episodes, some wild parts in some episodes. Like they they could reach back and get to the great the greatness of it. So season two is I like it more than I thought I would. More than people have been advertising how they disliked it. I like it. I'm struggling with it still. What episode are you on? I'm like on episode ten. So forget Frank Castle. We'll say that for we'll say that for after the show. We'll that'll probably be like a um outtakes and bloopers. But let's get back to Killer Mike. So Church is Sleepy. Childhood friend. Um, go ahead. No, 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 my bad. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying childhood friend. Look, seems like his mentor, somebody he got like me and your relationship. Somebody who's a brother who always gives him a uh, good, a good piece of advice. Even though in this episode, one of the brilliant things about it, he never gave any advice. But it seems like he can has a common effect for Mike, and Mike wanted everybody to kind of experience that common effect. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think that shit was pretty profound. He had a one of old eighties, nineties. Hood nigga, uh, 
hood nigga uh, sayings, yeah, I should have seen a lot like Jack to me. Not that he was just never saying that, but how just a hood, a, a straight up, real ass nigga with that fuck hope, do dope type shit. And yeah. that's the information you want to tell a kid, but that's the information a kid probably need to hear yeah. at some point in time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you you gotta the the most powerful the the powerful thing about him is he don't say shit. That was powerful about him. Motherfucker start. Well, I'm not gonna get too deep fast into the episode, but uh, I did like his idea of you know what we all know the impact that Christianity has on the black community. And as great as Christianity is, as far as, you know, you need some kind of spirituality, there are a lot of drawbacks to Christianity in the black community. It's one of the things that's helped enslave the black community that has kept the black community enslaved. Well, I'm saying that's, I think that's worldwide. So I think my theory worldwide is that religion, it's an old saying, religion, is, religion was created to keep the poor from attacking the rich. And I think that is in general. And it's another saying I tell you all the time. Religion exchanges you docility for basically comfort. And so, both of us, being a little transparent, we both grew up religious. Our families were probably deeply religious, more so than average people. Religion holds everybody back. It holds, it keeps everybody from their true greatness in the world. Now, you can be great going to heaven, but to be what you need in the world, religion keeps you away from that. And so I think that is more like everything. It's a cold in the regular world. It's full blown AIDS in the black community. And I think religion is the quintessential topic in that regard. Whereas in the, it hinders the world. It cripples us. And so I'm, I think he exposed that, but I think he didn't. I think it, he, the way he tried to expose it wasn't as slick. Now, what I do agree with is that when he says white Jesus is what cripples people. That's what I agree with. Like, when he was asking people and they were, and he, they couldn't say that God looked like them, that's a problem. Because in every other religion in the world, God looks like the people that believe in that religion. Well, I think that's the danger that even comes with black and what you mentioned. You're exactly right. Religion holds everyone a, 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 you know, back. It holds everyone at bay. And you always say it best. We can't afford as a community, black, we can't afford some of those luxuries. We can't afford to be held back. So religion does it anyway, but the fact that you are serving something, or you do believe in something that doesn't even look like you, even worse, look like your oppressors. You serve your oppressors that much more. That's even, that's crippling to the 10th degree. And, and that's what it is, and that's how dangerous it is. And as I mentioned, you know, he even went to some one of the biggest, you know, evangelists here in the city and tried to convince him. We all knew that wasn't going to work. That nigga making too much money, old Creflo. <laughs> making too much cash to, to leave his church and to follow some nigga Jesus. You crazy? Well, I, I, money, white Jesus nigga? I thought that was a, such a powerful scene. I think it was too short. If anything... One of the few things I wanted to change about this episode was that how long they stayed with Creflo because they were having a spirited debate about race and religion, well, religion and Jesus, and Creflo slid right out of that. And the way it was, you know, the end product let him slide out of that. Well, I'm sure somebody as smart as Killer Mike wouldn't have let him slide out of that because he was Killer Mike basically asked the same question: What color is Jesus? They say Jesus was black. How light wool shine like look like copper, right? Means he's a brother. 
Creflo, if you notice, Creflo ducked and dodged that professionally. And they cut from the scene with him leaving, which, I'm, you know, you know this from the podcast. To get that three minutes of video, they probably shot for 35 minutes. You know what I'm saying? And so, like. Let me tell you something. They probably shot that shit for a couple hours. Because you seen the day he was like, he started coming around. He just crept for a whisper, like, you know, that was damn. That wasn't us. That shit probably went on for a couple hours. Them two talking. Yeah. So I wish they would have broadcast more of that. Because I think that. I think Creflo was masterfully getting out of it and trying to make trying to make him what most people do try to make themselves not look like the villain and like hey it's somebody else. Whereas he may not be the villain, but he definitely ain't stopping it. He ain't stopping that um that agenda. That's probably the best time. He ain't the villain, but he's still at the villain's table. Yeah. So thank you for that. Which which brought in you know again another solution. A killer Mike. We need our own religion. We need something that look like us, which brought in his homeboy. It's just like how anyone would do with their friend who they who they hold highly of. I would do the same with you. The church of the church of DA stats. We would pray to Autobots. <laughs> we would listen to the theories of the Decepticons. Yeah, so he brought in Sleepy and started looking for parishioners, right? And one of was this was the episode where he brought in Goins and um Donna Goins song. Hey, hey, that's a nigga's nigga right there, boy. Yeah, that ain't nothing but a slit talking to that nigga though. <laughs> if you if you from in the hood, you got your every nigga that was sitting at the table, you got that nigga in the every hood. You got that nigga sleeping just like that. You got that nigga going who talk all that shit and you don't believe none of the shit he said. You got a nigga like Killer Mike. Every hood got them niggas right there. <laughs> but yeah, so he come in to get them to write a Bible, right? Mm-hmm. And so he come in, Goins come in with the big boy talk, right? I was very entertained by how he talked to whatever. You know what I'm saying? It was just so funny to me. But Look, ain't that some shit? That's <laughs> how <laughs> you said it too. <laughs> it like he called his hoes up, hey. I'm gonna be on TV. I'm gonna be on Netflix show, and he put a little extra sauce into it. But I liked him though. He gave good entertainment. But he was saying some real shit. It's just like your point. Say, do he really believe the shit he say? Or he just used to to slinging enough shit that hey, it is what it is at this point. No different than Creflo. Yeah, just like every nigga, but whatever happened to him, they had their gun drawn on me. That's what he kept talking about. The nigga shooting. Well, he got shot like nine times or so, right? So now they go out looking for parishioners, right? So they find, I don't know how they find some of these weird people, but anyway, they find some of the... In Atlanta, it's full of them. So that's the other beauty of this that we have not acknowledged. And let's take a little time to acknowledge... The, what, what Killer Mike has done, he's he's giving motherfuckers that old Atlanta feel that Atlanta has not had in quite some time. And he's highlighted the city, he highlighted the angles of the city. That well, when we when we talk about old, when we speak of old Atlanta and we reminisce about Atlanta, this is the Atlanta that we're talking that we speak of that you all will never really know. But he gives you a glimpse of it. And it's such a beautiful, and it's such a city like, fa- it's like family. So remember he's out, 
in front of the, uh, the church trying to get peri- uh, parishioners. And the lady come by, Killer Mike, what you talking about? Ain't nobody standing all that yelling. That's exactly how Atlanta talked. She talked, how she talked to him, like she know him, like they been talking to each other, didn't they? Yeah. Killer Mike, what you in here yelling about? And that's the same. I'm just trying to get folk to, that's Atlanta. That's how I feel. That's how I look. By the way, that graffiti, that buddy painted when it's like sleep and he's holding a nigga up. That's in Lakewood. You know that? That's over there by that stove. Yeah. The one that, um, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's right down the side that I passed it on. I passed it yesterday. I'm like, because when I seen it on the thing, I'm like, damn, I don't seen that before. When I passed it, I'm like, I got damn it. That's, that's like going toward the that's dungeon right. where the dungeon used to be. Yeah, 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 right there. Right when, when, when we was out there looking for that nigga who got, who got missed. Yeah, right there. Yeah. In the middle of the snow. Yeah, right yeah. there. So, that's, he gives you a touch and gives you a glimpse and gives you a look at Atlanta. Then you get to see some motherfuckers who here and a real vibe of Atlanta and that old Atlanta. So that's the part of this thing that really is alluring to an individual myself because it makes you remember Atlanta. You know what I mean? It gives you that feel of it, so... Fast forward, he's back searching for parishioners with this dope nigga who doesn't talk. Uh, and I thought it was also a click that had the book of sleep. And it was a beautiful book with nothing in it. But it was, you run your own passages of scriptures. It really was one of those things of religion is within. And all you need is within. You keep searching for something outside. We've been saying this for years. What if everything that you're searching for in Jesus is, in, is within you? Well, the Bible say the kingdom of heaven. So every religion has some verse that says the kingdom of heaven is within you, one way or another. You know what I'm saying? Like all the answers are here. You just need to listen to yourself, right? Because you, right. in the image of God, you were created. So that means you know everything you need to know. You just need to listen to what you know. And so I think that first shout out to Marlon. That was the young man who in Lakewood we were looking for. So RIP to him. You know, you still loved and missed or whatever. Indeed. I want to go out and say I thought that was I think a lot of the greatness of this was the simplicity of it. Like if you notice Killer Mike was the only motherfucker talking and Buddy with the dreads and Buddy with dreads were talking a lot too. But Killer Mike was the only dude talking. So like Sleepy never said nothing. When people and I know we're going to get to this when people were talking to him he just sat there and listened. And people answered their own questions and answered their own problems. Yep. Which I think for me and you, that's like what we've been preaching for the longest, right? To friends, to everybody, right? You know, just sometimes be still, talk it out. And your answer will present itself. You know what I'm saying? And like, you don't need, like, and it was funny how they set it up, too. He told Sleep from the gate, you ain't going to have to say nothing. I'm going to do all the talking. And it was just interesting. Even in the talking Killer Mike was doing, his talking was basically, hey, we're going to help you figure out your problem. But you're going to, he was basically saying, we're going to help you. This religion is going to help you figure out your problem, but he wasn't really saying, hey, you're going to figure out this yourself. I'm going to just show the mirror on you where you can do that, which is what this whole plan was from the whole, from the jump, which I think was brilliant. That was so brilliant about him. He's smart as shit how he come to shit. It's, a, it's satire, it's knowledge, it's comedy, it's powerful, it's profound. And that's exactly what it is. We say something now. We don't give each other advice. We just give each other reminders. We know you. That's exactly what we do. Life gonna it's teach not, you. Life gonna teach everybody. Now, if you're smart enough to get the lesson, not that's different. But life teach everybody. And all you gotta do is talk it out, and you'll you go back in your life and say, "Oh, this is this, and this is that." 
And that's what this whole episode pretty much was. I also like the, the aspect of staying still, sleep and rest and letting yourself uh, generate those answers that you need. And he mentioned something again. When it comes to black people, we we keep uh, we keep tearing down the whole notion of sleeping. We keep on saying how it's bad, and we already had a stink when it comes to blacks and sleeping is with laziness. And as he mentioned, you, you can't even function right without sleep. And so, how are you how are we gonna move forward? How are we gonna grow anything if you don't stand still, meditate? If you don't have a proper rest? If you don't do these things to slow down the formulated plan? And that's the whole thing, you know. Everyone, you know, I don't sleep because sleep is the cousin of death, and I never sleep, hustle, grinding. At all times, that shit sounds stupid as fuck now. Well, if you sleeping, you missing out on a dollar. That's it, dumb. You get you a fucking human. That's like saying you don't eat. I don't have time to eat. Don't grind. I don't have time to sleep. I gotta get this money. That don't make no sense. So I like that they they even had that as a, a part of the worship. Take a goddamn nap. When you wake up, write in this book. Write your thoughts down. And then what they do? discuss the thought that shit was actually pretty dope so back in my younger days when i was more spiritually inclined and looking for answers to life i read a book and a book it was a psychic so and she said when you sleep she said sleep is so critical because when you sleep he said not only does your body heal but your mind gets to travel through the eternity the infinity and eternity of the universe and get all the answers it needs to function the next day that's why when you that's why when somebody something's wrong and people be like go sleep on it. That's why when you feel a certain that's why a lot of answers old people say go sleep on it. Because when you get in that deep sleep, you go touch basically you get closest to God when you deep sleep. And you get those answers that you need and that you that's why when people be like, I woke up that morning and I figured it out, or I woke up this morning feeling like this. That's why they say a good night's sleep make you feel better. And so the whole book was talking about it. And like you said, we minimize sleep and we minimize that. That's why we don't get a lot of solutions to the answers we're in. That's why we aren't in the best health. And that's why we just don't, that's why we generally don't have that good outlook on things because we never get a time to refresh, replenish, and re-nurture. Physically and mentally. And I, like you said, the sleep part was so great because it gives you that time. And when you seen the first, when they read their first thoughts out of it, you could just see how how more focused, how how much more everybody was. And mm-hmm. you didn't have to say anything because they woke up, like, take out sleep and how he looked. They woke up and just reread what they thought and were like, oh, 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 you get it now. You know what I'm saying? And so that was the genius of what Killer Mike and Sleepy did, which is ingenious of its own or whatever. And so I left up thinking that, you know, when I first talked to you about this episode. I said it was a lot of meat on the bone. But as we talk about it now, I think the episode actually was very well shot, very well edited. I think it was a very concise episode. And it was. As, I, as we're speaking on it. Yeah, the yeah, more you speak on it, the more concise you realize it was. Say that again? I said the more men you talk about, it, the more I realize how efficient and concise the episode was. It, listen, I guess we needed to sleep on it. Because <laughs> uh, you just you just hit me with some shit just then. I'm gonna go back and listen to this tomorrow as I'm working and nap on them crackers. Well, no, I'm not saying crackers no more. Them hunters. <laughs> but uh, you're exactly right, and I think 
again, I think he proved his point and what he was trying to do and just have a discussion between you uh, right now. He, man, that motherfucker does. That motherfucker's brilliant, man. I enjoyed the Now that I got through speaking with you, but I enjoyed this episode that much more. Me too. So I got to give it an eight and a half, nine. I agree with you. Uh, let me ask you this. When you first saw the episode, what were your thoughts? Cause I, I know we're talking about it now, but when you first saw the episode, what were your thoughts? I saw we was going. Uh, uh, those are the thoughts of, I like that uh, he was right in that we need uh, people who've been such downtrodden need the vision of themselves to be uh, God in themselves and not just some guy who's painting some abstract guy, but even you looking in the mirror. So that's the whole thing that was sleeping. It was somebody who looks like you, somebody who's you. And you need to serve. And you need to serve essentially you. You need to have an idea of you of a God that you need to build yourself up. And even our religion tears us down. And we're so we're so into it. But as far and then I thought the way of he was him going about it, him having church in the strip club and smoking weed, right? The book that was blank. Like, at first glance, you'd be like, that don't even make no sense. Then you see how that shit developed. you be like, damn, that was smart. And then the sleep, the church of sleep, having a nap, and Carl came into it. You'd be like, damn, that was sleep, too, and how they writing everything down. So I thought it was I thought it was well done. Uh, but after refreshing it with you, then it's even more so. It's better. It's even better, shot. And he took you on your mind on the journey even better than I thought it was, even then. So I, I got to give it even more so. Let me ask you this. Well, I said all my thoughts before. I thought I think my thoughts earlier kind of pretty much summed it up. I think the episode was an eight and a half or nine. Like I don't think I could have been better. I think that just for me and you liking religion, we probably you know, and my thoughts, original thoughts was I wish it was more meat on the bone, but I think that was the whole point. It was like you get from this episode what you get from this episode. And it's enough meat on the bone. You eat what is so it's it's not you eat everything. You just eat your feel and keep it going. So I think this was an eat your feel type episode. And everybody's feel is different. I think what was going more so how you should have broke down the constraint and the constraints that it does in the community. When in actuality, this was about solutions. Yeah. It wasn't about let's destroy Christianity and let's take Christianity down. Because some motherfuckers probably still need, well, not sorry, a lot still need Christianity. So it's not about tearing Christianity down. But what it is, is about Let's do solution-oriented goals on what we need to do and freeing ourselves from Christianity or, you know, uplifting our minds or our mental in, in its totality. And I think that was the goal. And that being the goal, I think it was a success. Would that make you stop believing in Christianity? That would make me stop believing in Christianity. Life itself makes you more lyric Christianity. Uh, what that does is give me more purpose in my spirituality. I think because that's what, as you mentioned, we grew up very, very, very religious. More than uh, more than more more than most. And what happens when you get a little older, you're stray from it. So, and so what this did was awaken my spiritual appetite to maybe get a little closer to spirituality instead of chasing Christianity. Yeah. I think that. I've been on a spiritual journey and, you know, uh, 
I have a young son, and I tell anybody, I want Christianity to be his starter religion. I think it's an easy religion to grasp. I think it has some virtues. But I hope he chooses to when he gets older and can handle it to explore other religions and get the full and define truth for himself. Because they all have something. Christianity has pros and cons to it, like all religions. So you can't sit here and say it's all bad. I want to sit here and say it's all bad. I want to sit here and say it's all good. I will want him to get the good things from it while leaving the bad. And that's random religion. And I will hope one of the things that episodes like this teach him is that, hey, it's okay not to believe mainstream. It's okay to form your own thing. It's okay to trust yourself. Like, trust that the higher power is in you to have answers you need. And sleep on it. Tell a friend to tell a friend. This has been digitaldarren.com. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Oh, make sure to check out Calhoun's Love Series. It's, I know we got one podcast coming out for Valentine's Day. Go back and check out other trigger warning postmortems. And make sure to tell a friend. Again, this has been digitaldarren.com. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.